ago when he said he wanted to step down as head of the English department, give up his administrative responsibilities, and return to just being a professor. From their shocked reactions, you'd think he'd told them he was going to open a strip club. Outside, the June morning is warm. The dew on the grass dampens the soles of my feet as I step onto the lawn. The air smells dank, like seaweed and oysters and mussels. A very New England smell. Two men are on the roof, tool belts slung low on their hips. Excuse me, I yell. They peer down at me and I realize I haven't even brushed my hair. I give a little wave. Hey, the shorter man says, waving back and then scratching his beard. I tighten the belt on my robe. What are you doing? Putting on a new roof? The shorter man drops his pile of shingles. Yeah, you got it. I'm surprised this one lasted as long as it did. I glance at my watch. Do you know it's only 8.25? Isn't that a little early? The men look at each other. Uh, well, we always start at 8, the taller man says, tucking in his green Downs auto body t-shirt, where it's popped out in the back. Maybe in a perfect world, one in which I still had my job and my boyfriend, not to mention my ceiling, this wouldn't seem so outrageous. But today, it does. Today, I just want to sleep. Sorry if we woke you up, Otto Body says. He stares at the legs of my pajamas and grins. What are those, anyway? Dogs? I look down. No, actually, they're reindeer. And Santas. I stuff my hands in the pockets of my robe. I like to keep the Christmas spirit going all year. I'm not about to explain how I ran out of my apartment with barely the clothes on my back and how I'm lucky I had these here. Ah, he says. Good idea. So is this going to take long? I ask, wondering how many mornings my sleep will be curtailed. The bearded man glances at the roof. A couple of weeks, maybe longer, depending on the weather. I make a mental note to pick up a pair of earplugs. I'd better leave you to your work then. Back in the kitchen, I furiously sort through the mail, throwing out the junk and making piles of what's left. Invitations, bills, magazines, and catalogs. There's something so comforting about order. The counter already looks neater, giving me a small sense of accomplishment and relief. I gather up the scraps of paper, receipts from the dry cleaners, stickies with phone numbers on them, and an envelope on which my father has scrawled a line, probably part of a poem. She leaves them in her wake. I turn to a little stack of photographs. The picture on top is of an old barn, its wood weathered to a soft chestnut. Another photo shows the interior, where a ladder leads to a second-floor loft. There's a drawing of the barn next to the photos a little rendering mom has done. Someone must have hired her to refurbish the place into an artist's studio. She's added a number of windows, allowing light to stream in and illuminate a whimsical figure she's drawn by an easel. This little touch, so typical of mom, makes me smile. Most of the second floor of the barn is gone in mom's sketch. What remains looks just the right size for a sleeping loft or a reading nook. My mother has added a window up there and has replaced the ladder with a staircase. I can't help but wonder if this little loft is really a shrine for my sister, Rennie, who always loved to curl up in a cozy space with a book. The doorbell rings, and I set my mother's drawing aside.
I can see Clooney's red jeep through the front door side lights, and I head down the hall. My best friend since our first day of school at Smithridge Elementary. She still lives in Dorset, with her husband, their two young daughters, and five adopted animals. Two dogs, two cats, and a canary. Grace! She greets me with a big smile. A breeze ruffles the hem of her long skirt and lifts her hair, and her auburn curls float behind her willowy frame as if they have a life of their own. I pull her into the front hall and give her a hug. It's great to see you. I wasn't expecting you until later. I know, but my meeting at the printers got switched to this afternoon. We're running proofs on some new cards. Clooney has her own line of greeting cards, featuring drawings she creates with pen and ink and watercolors. She places dogs and cats and other animals in human situations, doing things like blowing out candles on a birthday cake, sailing a sloop in a race, drinking cocktails at a party, and relaxing in beach chairs by the ocean.